0: Ryan here, and welcome back to Murder in the Mountains. This week's episode is a doozy. I've had a doozy of a day, officer. <laughs> if you've never seen Tucker and Dale versus Evil, you should. It's hilarious. We've watched it a bajillion times, and we laugh every single time.
1: Ten out of ten, would recommend.
0: Hilarious. So let's go ahead and jump in. This will be a two-parter, Ooh. so you'll have to wait a week. But it'll be worth it. So let's jump in. Piketon, Ohio is located in the southern Appalachian region of Ohio. In the 2010 census, the population was 2,181 people. Solid. It's actually known as a village, not even a city. Hmm. So it's that small.
1: I don't know. We still had villages. We still have villages. What number makes you a village versus a city? I don't know. There's some research we can do later.
0: Yeah. So, the case begins on the night of April 21st uh, to the morning of April 22nd, 2016, when eight members of the Roden family were shot and killed in their homes. Yes. Wow.
1: it's a lot of people. Homes.
0: Homes. With an S. Not home.
1: Same family, different homes. Yes. How many different homes?
0: So, eight members of the same family were all killed in the same night. In four different locations.
1: Wow. Okay. I'm intrigued.
0: Okay. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Captivated. It's like this isn't just your run-of-the-mill murder. Yeah, this, He's actually intrigued. So. This
1: feels uh, mafia-esque or something or like okay. rival families or something okay. in a small town. So yeah.
0: keep all your thoughts in mind for when we talk about theories. Okay. okay. So the victims were 40-year-old Christopher Roden Sr., who was the patriarch of the Roden family, his ex-wife, 37-year-old Dana Roden, 20-year-old Frankie Roden, his fiancée, 20-year-old Hannah Gilley, 19-year-old Hannah Mae Roden, her little brother, 16-year-old Chris Roden Jr., 44-year-old Kenneth Roden, who was Chris Sr.'s brother, and their cousin, 38-year-old Gary Roden. Also at the scene was Frankie and Hannah Gilly's 3-year-old son, Brentley, their six-month-old son, Ruger, and Hannah Mae Roden's five-day-old daughter, Kylie.
1: At the scene. At the Not scene. Not murdered. Correct. Okay.
0: So, Hannah Mae also had a two-year-old daughter, Sophia, but she was staying at her dad's that night, thankfully. Um. So, as Ryan noted, all of the children were left unharmed. They were just there.
1: What about the 16-year-old? He was- Murdered?
0: Yes. Mm. Yes, he was one of the victims. Okay. So, I know that that's like a lot of names to digest- I will be posting a family tree type map on uh, the Instagram at Murder in the Mountains. Um, so you guys can follow along. Ryan has one here in front of him right now, but I'll also kind of do my best to remind you who they are along the way. And I'm sure Ryan will also ask. So yes. I will do my best to make it as clear as possible because we do, of course, have two victims with the same name, Hannah. So for Hannah Gilly, who is a fiance. Of Frankie Roden, I will call her Hannah Gilly. And for Hannah Roden, I'm going to call her Hannah May. Okay. Hannah May. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. So the Rodens were a very close knit family. All of them lived on, I want to make sure you're li- listening to me and you he was looking at the map, but I want to make sure that <laughs> he was listening also. Okay. Close knit family. Close knit family. Yeah. They all lived on the same road, which was Union Hill Road. Um, And they were all either like a few miles apart or some being on the same property as each other. Um, So they were so close that even after Chris senior and Dana Roden got a divorce after 22 years of marriage, he bought her a house on union Hill so that she could stay close and they could still raise the children together. Hmm. Um, So that, you know, divorce was amicable. Yeah. Um, So that's always good. So on the morning of April 22nd, 2016, Bobby Joe Manley, who was Dana Roden's sister, stopped by the house um, at 7.51 a.m. Okay? Okay. She called 911 saying she found her brother-in-law, Chris Sr. and his cousin, Gary Roden, dead in the residence. She told police that there was blood everywhere and that it looked like someone beat the hell out of her brother-in-law. As it turns out, Chris Sr. was shot nine times and Gary was shot three. Jeez. So as the police were on their way... Bobby Joe made her way over to her nephew Frankie Roden's house to check on him and to let him know what happened. Like, I just found your dad and your uncle dead, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Frankie's house was on the same property as Christine's, so it didn't take her very long to get there. When Bobby Joe knocked on the door, Frankie and Hannah Gelly's three-year-old son, Brentley, answered the door. He was covered in blood. When Bobby Joe asked what happened, Brentley told his aunt, Daddy is playing zombie. The family were big fans of The Walking Dead, and that was the only way that the three-year-old mind knew how to process what had happened, was to say that his dad looked like a zombie from that show. That's horrible. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Uh, it was so sad. So, Bobby Joe picks up her nephew and finds her, finds her nephew, frankly, uh, Frankie, and his fiance Hannah, dead. Frankie was shot three times, and Hannah was shot five times. She also found six-month-old Ruger in bed with them, like, in between his dead parents.
1: So they were both killed in bed? Yeah. I'm guessing they assumed they were asleep?
0: Yes. So they assumed that everybody was asleep except for they think that Chris Sr. and uh, Gary Roden were awake when it happened. You think with
1: the property being that close that one of the... Unless this is some crazy sting where everyone goes in the house at the same time. I'm
0: not entirely sure how close they were, though. Like...
1: Yeah, but it, you think about in here, you can hear people talk you, across the valley.
0: When you're outside though, we can't hear it inside the house. I
1: don't know. Well, yeah, not in the house, yeah. but if a gunshot went off close, yeah. you'd probably hear that.
0: Maybe. I mean, they were asleep. I don't know. They didn't yeah. hear it is okay. the moral of yeah, the story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> clearly they didn't. Yeah.
1: Obviously. Okay.
0: So realizing that four members of her family were murdered, Bobby Joe calls her brother James and tells him to go check on their sister Dana and her kids. When James went to Dana's house, he found Dana and Hannah Mae dead in the home. Dana was shot three times, twice in the head and once under her chin. Hannah Mae was shot twice in the head while laying in bed with her five-day-old daughter, Kylie. I mean, that's a straight newborn.
1: Yeah, five days. Sorry. Who's finding all these people again?
0: Bobby Joe Manley, who is Dana's sister. Okay. And then James, Dana's brother and Bobby Joe's brother went and found Dana. Gotcha. Um Dana and Chris Senior's youngest son, Chris Jr., was not in the house and he was unable to be located at the time. I say he wasn't in the house, but it took them several hours. That's what they assumed. Like where is he? Mm-hmm. Um it but it took them several hours to find him in the home with Dana Dana and Hannah Mae. I don't know why.
1: Yeah. How big is this house? Where where, where?
0: They didn't say where they found them. All sources just said that it took them hours. Like they were, like Dana and Hannah Mae were found in like the eight a.m. hour, mm-hmm. and they didn't find Chris Jr. until one thirty that afternoon. And I'm, I mean, I'm almost positive the house wasn't like a mansion.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to think through this. Unless you're like diligently going room to room, collecting evidence this and that, and you just didn't make it there, or was he in yeah, some. Yeah, like, I don't awful- know
0: if they were just so focused on Hannah Mae and Dana. I don't know.
1: You don't think they could they would have You would clear
0: the house though to make sure nobody's in the house still. Well,
1: yeah, but know how many people's there. He would have been he could have potentially been a suspect if he wasn't. Right, there. that's what
0: they thought at first. Like, did he have something to do with it? Yeah. Um, but then they found him and they were like, No. Um so either way, they had three more members of the Roden family murdered in a third location. Later the body of Kenneth Roden, who was Chris Senior's cousin, uh was found with one gunshot wound to the head in his camper on one of their properties on Union Hill Road, a few miles away from the other crime scenes.
1: This is nuts.
0: So we have eight members of the same family, four locations, and 32 gunshot wounds.
1: And the when was the first body found? Like 730, 7, 50 or something? 751
0: right? is when she like made the police, like the 911 call. So what do you think about everything so far? Everything I just told you?
1: It's a lot of people getting killed on the same road in a fairly short amount of time. Yes. It's kind of crazy.
0: It is. So the police first thought maybe a murder or suicide, but obviously there was no weapon left by like next to any of the victims.
1: The whole family just said to not we're going to off ourselves. Well, no, probably
0: thinking that like one of them oh. killed everybody and then killed themselves mm-hmm. like a family annihilator. You know, like when the dad kills his family yeah. or yada, yada, yada. Um, but obviously a gun would be laying right next to one of the victims if that was the case. And it wasn't. So they ruled that out. The police then said that they believe there may have been more than one killer and said killings were planned, premedicated, and a sophisticated operation.
1: Did you just say premedicated? And did you mean premeditated?
0: I don't remember. But yes, I did mean premeditated. Okay. <laughs> we were like, all jacked up yeah, on Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. told you all
1: like, about those nighttime Mountain Dews. We
0: have referenced Talladega Nights, I think, in every single <laughs> episode, And we don't even
1: like <laughs> it that much. Yeah, it's fine. But we only watched it all the way through, like, maybe <laughs> once.
0: I just realized I made another. But then I was like, you know, like, Ricky Bobby in his underwear <laughs> running through the streets. And then you're like... You know, like the late, great Ricky Bobby said, <laughs> like, <laughs> what is wrong with us? I don't know. Okay, we don't it's a even good. like.
1: <laughs> Maybe <laughs> we need to watch it again. If we're going to reference it all the time, it must be pretty good. Oh, it's no Tucker gosh. and Dale.
0: It's no. That's true. But I it's pretty say, good. Tucker and Dale is way better than mm-hmm. Talladega Nights. It is hilarious. I don't even know if it was ever in theaters. I don't remember. It ever being out. Like, it is hilarious. Hysterical. Yes. Got to okay, watch it. We digress. Back to the story. So the perpetrators also made sure to take any possible forensic evidence with them. So they were definitely covering their tracks. Like they didn't find shell casings or fingerprints or anything like that. Like they were meticulous. Okay. Okay.
1: Were the rodents rich? No. Okay. What did they all do career-wise? Thank you for
0: asking. It's like you just always segue so perfectly. So... Upon further investigation of their home, 200 cannabis plants were found among three crime oh, scenes. Oh,
1: we got a drug war. Heck yeah.
0: So that has a street value of like $400,000 at the time.
1: 200 plants, 400K. Yeah. so it But was, they were still found in the house.
0: It was so on their take... property. It wasn't in the house. Mm-hmm. Was, they were like growing it, you mm-hmm. know? Um, So it was described as a grow operation. Clearly wasn't just for their own personal use. Right. But then also you have to think, like, you've seen depictions of, like, grow houses. I thought and, you were
1: going to say Ozark. I was like, yes, I okay. have seen Ozark.
0: That is later in my notes. Okay. But thank you. I hate to jump ahead of you, you there. But, but ugh, we're just all on the same page. So you've seen, like, grow houses. You mm-hmm. know, it's like a greenhouse and you have, like.
1: Pineapple Express.
0: And then you have, like, <laughs> special lighting. <laughs> Talladega Nights. Um, <laughs> and, like, they didn't do all that. Like, obviously, they're like, they looked into their power bill and they're like, they have no crazy surges, you know, like that would be necessary to light and care for whatever all these cannabis plants. I'm not a plant mom. I've tried. I can't keep anything alive.
1: But did they grow it outside?
0: They grew it outside.
1: Okay. Yeah. And
0: I don't think it was even in like a grow house. I don't know. I didn't see. I don't know.
1: Just God's green earth. But
0: they were like, yeah, just straight from God's hands. (laughs) So, but they're also like. And if they did light it up, everybody would be like, Why does it look like a football stadium over at the rodents' house? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they were kind of assuming that it's kind of amateur ish. I don't know. But they were, I can't say exactly what they all did, but they were all described as like hardworking people. I'm not saying that they were drug dealers or marijuana growers. They all had actual legitimate jobs and outside of, yeah. And they marijuana. were all like everybody was describing, they were. A very close-knit family, well-liked in town, hardworking, you know. So
1: Had a lot of property, which was good to grow marijuana on, coincidentally.
0: Yes, and keep your family close. Mm-hmm. So, um, they also found chickens and equipment that were consistent with breeding chickens for cockfighting. Of course. So. I'm not
1: surprised by that uh, one bit. A family living on the same property, cockfighting. Yeah.
0: So family members acknowledged that they knew that Chris Sr. and his brother Kenneth grew marijuana, but they didn't know that it was like large scale.
1: How much property did they have? I don't know. A they had lot. Like a hundred acres? I mean, think? they
0: all lived on like the same road. 50 acres? hundred acres? I don't know. Hmm. Um, so before we jump into some theories, what's yours with all the information you've heard so far?
1: I feel like there's multiple killers. I don't, know. don't I feel say like it.
0: that it was premeditated and a sophisticated operation <laughs> like you are the dang police at the press conference <laughs> I want to hear <laughs> I definitely think there was multiple killers that killed eight people took all forensic evidence all first. forensic evidence <laughs> is gone so
1: <laughs> clearly they know what they were doing I don't know I feel like you're giving me the little nugget of the marijuana but that's to get me distracted from what's really about to happen so you're you're trying to distract me but it seems like it could be a drug related thing for sure I don't know if they were maybe trying to get in the market and someone else didn't like, like that. Like turf or, war? Yeah. Again, Ozark, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's all I got, I think.
0: Okay. Possible turf war. So there are some <laughs> multiple killers. Possible turf war. Got it. <laughs> so here are a few theories surrounding the case. Okay. Was it the cartel?
1: Whose theories are these?
0: Theirs. Okay. <laughs> they, <laughs> them, The interwebs? Their. No, like the police. These are all oh, like routes legit. that yeah that they like explored. Okay. As possible motives. So, like we talked about, was it the cartel? Was the marijuana found on the property being grown for distribution? Were they like working with the cartel? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, Ozark style. Um, but based on what we know from watching Ozark, another good show. <laughs> As Netflix would describe, a slow burn took five seasons for it to get good. But man, that season finale.
1: Yeah, boy, it really popped
0: Um, up. We know that the cartel kills everyone. Mm -hmm. They would have killed the babies, killed the dogs, killed anybody they've ever spoken to in their entire life. They wouldn't have not killed the children. The cartel don't care. You think? No, that's like a fact.
1: That's okay. We know this.
0: Cartel don't care. Okay. Yeah. So they wrote that out.
1: Okay. Fair.
0: The next theory is that Chris Jr. and, well, this part's not theory. This part's fact. That Chris Jr. and Frankie Roden were big into Demolition Derby.
1: Okay. okay. Fact. <laughs> quite the, not quite the tangent here.
0: <laughs> You're like, where's this going <clears> to <throat> go? Those pesky boys
1: and their demolition derbies.
0: So on May 2015, so the killings were on April 2016. Okay. In about a year. Um, they got into a heated argument with their rival, Tommy Gorman on the track. And then as most things do, it escalated to threats on Facebook.
1: Wow. 2016. No. So this was before the murders? Yes. On 2015. 2015.
0: Yeah. Um, but don't worry. He did not pretend to be a CIA agent, you know? Thankfully. Yeah. Um, instead Frankie, Chris Jr. and some of their friends drove over to Tommy's house and proceeded to beat Tommy up and they knocked out his father's front teeth. So the fight was only broken up when Tommy's grandfather shot some warning shots into the air. Breaking up, boys. Frankie was sentenced to a year's probation for the assault, but there was no info like on what happened to Chris Jr. because he was a minor at the time. So after the police talked to the Gormans, they were quickly dismissed as suspects like this happened a year ago. The deed is done. They were punished. That died down. You know? Did it, though? Did it, though.
1: Had a year to plan. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Obviously had beef. Guy lost his two fronts.
0: Yeah. So, the uh, Gormans were not the only ones who may have wanted to get back at the rodents, they discovered. Chris Jr. got into yet another altercation just two weeks prior to the murders. 19-year-old Rusty Mongold posted on Facebook that Chris Jr. hit him with a car.
1: Hit him with a car? Hit him with a car. He was not in a car and got hit
0: by a car. That's unclear. Okay. Whether it was car Car to car car? or car to person. Okay. Um, But you would think if it was car to person, he wouldn't be posting about it on Facebook. There'd be like some actual criminal action taken. So, Facebook
1: is the root of all evil. That's what we're learning from
0: We this. have definitely learned that. Delete Facebook. Cartel kills everybody. Facebook what is the root, of, root all evil. of all evil. Yeah.
1: And Tucker and Dale is amazing. Yes. Three and takeaways shake and bake. That's it. See y'all next time.
0: So Rusty <laughs> proceeded to post on Facebook that he wanted to F Chris Jr. up and curb stomp him, you know. The usual super cash threats. Typical threats. Yeah. I don't know anybody but gang members curb to people, but here I am. So obviously how close in time these threats were to the murders, the police questioned and took DNA from Rusty, but he too was cleared as a suspect. Hmm.
1: So did they get DNA at the murder scenes?
0: I'm not sure if they had them collected or they're just getting it just in case like and they did come across yeah. something. Mm-hmm. So we go to theory, what was it number three? Who involves Chris Jr.? Shocker. Shocker. What a troubling little child. So two months <laughs> <laughs> We know who the problem child was. Yeah. So nice two months before the murders on February twenty-fourth, Chris Jr. was involved in a road rage altercation with a lady named Rebecca Allen. She allegedly slapped Chris Jr. across the face and threatened him and his mom, Dana. I'm going to go ahead and say, I don't know how she slapped him across the face. If it was a road rage incident, I don't have answers for you. This is just word they got on out. the street. Okay? They pulled
1: over. Yeah, that's They'll true. slapped in the face.
0: So the threats against him and his mom were documented on a cell phone, like either via recorded phone call or text message. I'm not sure. But as a result, Rebecca got two years probation, some community service, and there was a restraining order keeping her from contacting Chris Jr. or Dana. These punishments were handed down on April twentieth, one day before the murders.
1: Hmm. It was just one lady, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, one she might lady, have been may have friends. Yeah, I was gonna say she may be complicit to some degree, but I doubt she pulled it off. And in one day to scheme all that up, man, nah, it seems a little unlikely. Okay. I don't know.
0: So just like the other incident, they had to look into Rebecca Allen. And just like the others, she was cleared. So the last theory we're going to talk about is the possibility of Bobby Joe and James Manley, Dana Roden's sister and brother, being involved.
1: That's the one that found them, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So as I said earlier, Bobby Joe and James were the ones that discovered the bodies. Bobby Joe showed up to Chris Sr.'s home and discovered him and his cousin Gary first, and then called James to go check on Dana and the kids. But why was Bobby Joe there?
1: Oh, at 7.51 in the morning? Mm-hmm. Even?
0: At her, I guess, ex-brother-in-law's house, because at this point, her sister's not even married to him anymore. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they did remain close, so it may not be all that weird, you know? But we don't know why she was there. Okay? Okay. Um, police initially thought maybe somebody had paid them to murder their family. They were both questioned multiple times and given multiple polygraphs, uh, but Bobby Joe was slowly cleared as a suspect after passing three polygraphs. Okay. okay. The, investigator, the investigators then moved to James Manley. James was given a polygraph and failed. Ruh-roh. Ruh, ruh, raggy. However, we know that polygraphs, we know this, are know this. not admissible in court. Police just kind of use them as like a gauge, you know, um, even though guilty people pass polygraphs. And... And some people, feel polygraphs. So that's why they're not a miss court, because they're like not scientific. It's just like a fluke. Unreliable. You know? Yeah. Um, they're still used, though. It's mm-hmm. just like a tool. Um, so we don't know, like, which questions he was asked that he failed, you know, in his defense also, if we're playing devil's advocate, which we don't have to. Um, but he was soon released due to lack of evidence to charge him with anything. You know, but they kept an eye on him, including putting a GPS device under his car.
1: Sounds unconstitutional.
0: Just you wait. <laughs> um, he found said GPS device. Good for him. And took it off, and in doing so, he was charged with tampering with evidence and vandalism. What for removing? Are you the kidding GPS me? GPS device.
1: So, the cops put a tracking device on his vehicle mm-hmm. and he removed it and he got in trouble. Mm-hmm. That's the most bogus thing I've ever heard mm-hmm. of. What's this guy's name again? James. He's in jail. Is he still alive?
0: James Manley. Six days later, they dropped the charges. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, while they were investigating James Manley, they discovered that in the 2 a.m. hour the night of the murders, James Manley was texting with Jake Wagner, the father of Hannah Mae Roden's d- uh, two year old daughter, Sophia. The details of the texts have not been released, but this is of particular interest because two years later, four members of the Wagner family, 47-year-old Billy Wagner, 48-year-old Angela Wagner, 26-year-old Jake Wagner, and 27-year-old George Wagner were all arrested and charged with the murders of the Redden family. Really? Really. And that's where we're ending part one.
1: So four... People were arrested. Is that right?
0: Yes. And actually... For
1: all the murders, the eight murders.
0: Yes. And actually two other people, uh, Billy Wagner and Angela... Like Billy Wagner's mom and Angela Wagner's mom were also arrested initially, but then they were... Those charges were dropped. But the other four stuck.
1: That is very interesting. What are your thoughts? Who are the Wagners?
0: (laughs) That is something (laughs) we will explore next week on Murder in the Mountains. Dun, dun, dun. Peace.